Hi, you guys. This is Heidi St. John. I'm glad you've joined me today for the Off the Bench podcast. If you're new to the podcast, this is a great opportunity for you to get to know me because I'm going to spend a little bit of time today talking about what really matters. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, I hope you guys are enjoying these these uh, few, first few days of fall. I am a fall fanatic. A lot of you guys know this about me. Uh, if you come to my house right now, you will smell the familiar smells of fall in the air. In the diffuser, I think I have orange and nutmeg going. And uh, it's just a, a, a beautiful, wonderful time of year to sort of turn our hearts again toward home. I told you last week that my daughter, Sierra, was getting married. And she did. She got married on Sunday to a wonderful young man. His name is Jake, and we are just thrilled to have uh, brought another son into our home. We've had a lot of change in our family this year. We've welcomed a brand new grandson and now a new son-in-law. And of course, uh, last week, my mother's husband uh, went home to be with the Lord, and his service is actually happening today. And so my husband and I will be doing music for that and just reflecting on a life uh, of a of a man who loved the Lord. You guys, our lives are fleeting. And one thing that I have been really focusing on as we've kind of entered into the fall, I told you, I think the recession in some ways is going to be good for us because it sort of jolts us to reality. It makes us remember what's really important. And the God lays out in his word priorities for us as um, followers of Jesus. And we are called to be ambassadors. And as I've said before, we can't pass on what we don't possess. And so for the next couple of moments today, I'm just going to give you a little bit of a peek into what the Lord has been doing in in my life, particularly as I've watched our daughter get married and watch her launch into a new season of her life. You know, we spend our lives as parents praying for our children, or we should pray for our children. We're praying for them. We're guiding them. We are asking the Lord to uh, convict them of sin in their own lives and remind them of what really matters, what's really important. And the world has it pretty backward right now. I mean, we've got an absolutely upside down on its head education system that is hurting our children. Our churches have been in crisis for a very long time, but I'm starting to, to see signs that maybe just maybe God's people are starting to wake up again and say, hey, what is it that God wants us to do? What is it that matters to the Lord? And God lays out his priorities in his word. And we know that God said that the very first priority that we have is to get to know him, to know the Lord, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all of your strength. Well, what does that look like? It's every aspect of our lives. So while God has something that he certainly has created us to do, and this is my philosophy of education, and certainly we've talked about this for a long time here at the show, it's the theme at Firmly Planted Family and in the Homeschool Resource Center that we want to fold our children where they're bent and we find out what is it that God has uniquely created and designed them to do. But we can't get to that part of our lives as parents until we've honored God's first priority in our own lives, which is to be spending time with him. It's to be waking up in the morning and opening up your Bible, reading with your kids, uh, teaching them about the, the precepts that are found in the word of God which are life-giving. I was having a conversation with one of my kids not too long ago about the danger that uh, religion has really forced on the world, right? 
And it's easy for people to say, well, it's religion. And I was very quick to point out to my, to my, um, this precious, uh, young adult child of mine that God's word is life. It's the wrong application of his word that brings so much sorrow and so much suffering. The same thing is true of how, uh, over the years, people have treated women and absolutely subjugated women because they've misunderstood the heart of God toward women and misunderstood God's clear command to men and to husbands in particular where women are concerned. He said, love your wives like Christ loved the church. Well, what did Christ do for the church? He laid down his life for her. And in many respects, I, I think you could make a pretty good case for God has given a much harder role to men in the laying down of their lives for their wives and women likewise are called to respect their husbands. God understands his created order because he is the created or he is the creator. And so um, it makes sense that the very first thing that God tells us to do is to love him with all our heart, all our soul, all our mind, all our strength. How do we do that? We have to get to know him. How do we get to know him? Through spending time in prayer, through reading the word, through asking the Lord to uh, impact our lives through our understanding of scripture, right? We are to study to show ourselves as approved workmen who do not need to be ashamed, who rightly can handle the word of God. Well, how do we do that? We study the word. It's the reason why I started Mom Strong International many years ago was to give women an opportunity to study the word so that they could rightly handle it. So that no matter what comes at us in the culture, whether it's a wrong understanding of sex and gender or whether it's a wrong understanding of the role of women and God's heart for women, or maybe we don't understand how important our role is as mothers uh, and fathers. God has such unique love for his children. So unique, in fact, the Bible says that he so loved the world that he gave his son to die in our place as a substitution for the death that we should incur. And, but because of the death of Jesus, we know that we don't need to fear death. And as we celebrated the life of my stepdad, uh, that became clear again. You know, we don't grieve as people who don't have hope. And I think Jay and I have made, my husband Jay and I have reached a season in our lives where we are now beginning to reap what we have been sowing. And hopefully as we're sowing, particularly let's lean in, uh, mama, sow good things into your marriage, sow good things into your children and into your community. The Bible says that we will eventually come into a season of reaping. Our lives are constantly moving forward. We're on a continuum. We are going home. We're not going to be here for very long. We're going home. And the question becomes, what are we doing with the time that God gives us? Are we honoring his priorities? I read in the news just a couple of days ago that uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene's husband has filed for divorce, basically citing irreconcilable differences. Listen, I don't know what, what went on in their marriage, but I can tell you right now that when we honor both of us, both partners in the marriage, right, the husband and the wife, when we are walking in right relationship with the Lord and his priorities are the ones that, that we are um, striving to keep. Your marriage has a much better chance of surviving and the world does not honor what God honors, which is why God says, stay close to me, walk with me, listen for my voice. We do that by honoring the Lord. 
What's God's next priority? What really matters? It's the marriage relationship. So out of an overflow of what God does, and obviously I'm talking to those of you who are married or those of you who want to be married, out of an overflow of what God does in our lives through our personal commitment to knowing his word, to understanding it, to hearing his voice, to walking in obedience, out of an overflow of that, we then pour into the marriage relationship. We can't pass on what we don't possess. So rather than uh, look look uh, to my husband as being the one who is at fault when we disagree, I need to start looking at myself. I need to look in the mirror and say, Lord, change me. Show me. How can I be a better wife to Jay? How can I be a better mother? Lord, show me what are the faults in my personality that are keeping me from being humble, right? We learn these things by walking with and listening to the Lord. And then then we pour into the marriage relationship. And then out of an overflow of what God does in the marriage, and you guys listen, take time for each other. Take time. Take take your wife out to dinner. It doesn't have to be expensive. Uh, pack a lunch. Get out and spend some time alone. There are many, many, many years. And actually, we're looks like a lot of us coming into them again, where we're going to be uh, cutting back on the, on the eating out budget and really tightening the purse strings. And that's okay. You can still have a great marriage, even if you don't have the ability to go out and have fancy dates or do the things that maybe you'd like to do. There's so much to be said. And and the the years that the Jay and I spent, and I wrote about this in the Busy Homeschool Mom's Guide to Romance, the years that we spent in the frozen food section at Albertsons, you know, our local grocery store, that was the time that we just reconnected. And we, we made time for each other. I've seen so many mothers, particularly homeschool moms, pouring into their children without pouring into their marriages. The same thing is true with, with uh, you know, it's not just moms. It can be dads also. We find lots of things that we can distract ourselves with, lots of of good pursuits, not even bad ones, good pursuits. Like it's a, a wonderful thing to love your children and be and to strive to be good parents. But we don't want to do that to the detriment of our marriages. We want to be honoring God's priorities. What really matters to the Lord? It's that living, breathing relationship with him out of an overflow of what God does in our time with him, we pour into our children out of an overflow of what God does uh, in our marriages, right? We pour into our kids and then out of an overflow of what God's doing with our children, then we pour into our community, whether that's a political pursuit or taking on a leadership position at your church or writing a book or being a blogger or starting a podcast or whatever it is, those priorities, God's priorities have to be the ones that we honor above all else. Otherwise, the train's going to run right off the track. So God says, honor my priorities, stay inside the boundaries that I create for you. And when you stay inside the boundary, that's where the blessing is found. That's where the blessing is found. I'm going to take a quick break. I'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, slipper season is right around the corner, you guys. And guess what? Just in time, MyPillow has their slippers on sale. I love these slippers, you guys. I got them for my family for Christmas last year. You will love them too. 
They are layered and they are awesome. The first layer has the MyPillow patented fill in it. Then they have memory foam and then they have impact gel and they look like moccasins and they're awesome. You can use them inside, outside. They are fantastic. Check it out. And for a limited time, using the promo code Heidi, you can get up to 60% off. This is an awesome opportunity to support this podcast and an American company. Call 1-800-447-0541 or go to the radio listeners specials page at MyPillow.com and use the promo code Heidi. You know, I was talking to a young mom recently at the Homeschool Resource Center. And she said, you know, Heidi, I don't have any political aspirations. I don't want to be a writer. I don't. She said, really, I just want to be a a wife and a mom. And somehow she felt bad for that. And I was like, listen, sister, if all you ever wanted to do was be a great wife and a great mom, it's enough. That's a wonderful aspiration. It's a wonderful goal to have because you're raising children. You're raising parents for your grandchildren. So what you're doing right now is going to have a generational impact. It's going to have, it's going to reverberate for generations to come. What is it that you're pouring into your children? It's, it's a, it's an admirable thing. And if that's what you want to do, that's honoring God's priorities. You know, I told you guys lately, uh, I've been spending more time and actually just loving it, getting back to a routine that I had before, because some of you may not know this, but while I was running for Congress, so working, you know, seven, uh, seven nights a week, oftentimes out on the road, I was also finishing a book for Tyndale, a 365 day devotional that comes out next year. And boy, that was, that was a lot. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what, you know, trying to keep the, uh, the podcast going five days a week, running for Congress, writing a book, trying to stay connected to my children. I had a, a sea of mothers, wonderful moms around who were helping me homeschool, uh, sailor, especially during this last year. But I am loving, and I mean it, absolutely loving, just getting back to homemaking and making our place a beautiful, wonderful oasis that my husband and our children and my mother-in-law love to be in. There's a, a, a gift, I think, and a desire that God has put uniquely in women for their hearts to be at home and to want to uh, to build a beautiful place for their husbands and their children. And lately I've been, I told you, I've been um, growing microgreens, right? So I started growing radishes and um, alfalfa sprouts and broccoli and sunflowers. And I've been posting some of this stuff on my social media pages. So if you guys are curious to know kind of what what I'm up to. But my husband came home the other day. So I I basically have uh, one day off every week that I know I don't have to go anywhere. And I love this this day of the week. It's the day that I'm dusting and baking and, you know, doing all the things that um, that are uh, life-giving to me as a wife and a mother. And Jay came home from work the other day and I had, you know, mashed potatoes on the on the table and um, I had had a pot roast in the oven all day long. And finally, you guys, my goodness, after I don't know how many weeks of trying and, and failing, I finally made the most beautiful loaf of sourdough bread that I have ever seen. And it tasted amazing. Like as soon as I cut into it, I sort of learned a different technique with my Dutch oven. And so as soon as I um, I let the, the the bread sit in this Dutch oven after it was done cooking, or baking rather for quite a while, but it ended up that the um, uh, that the crust was a little bit softer. But I tell you, I cut into that 
loaf of bread in these giant holes from the starter that I'd finally gotten the hang of the sourdough starter. I have three different starters going in my house right now because I've been trying different uh, types of sourdough bread. And I told my husband, I said, you know, what? if I never recorded another podcast or wrote another book, I would be content to be home. I love to be home. I love to be with my with my children. I love to try new things. I love to purge. I love to to uh, I'm the I'm you know kind of a type A organizer. But you guys, I think that God puts that in you, and to listen to this mom who felt like somehow her desire just to be home and be a wonderful homeschool mom and learn the art of homemaking really is an art to it was somehow wrong. It's just because the world doesn't value it. It's certainly not because God doesn't. And so we want to love what God loves. We want to value what God values. And you can't turn your attention to other things, whether it's running for Congress like I did or uh, or taking a leadership position or, or whatever else it is that is interesting to you. If your relationship with the Lord is out of whack and your marriage is struggling and your children are struggling, um, can I just encourage you, don't take on something else. You don't need to take on anything else. Ask the Lord to give you a heart for your family and a heart to just uh, to be home. And I think there's something about, you know, baking bread and learning something new. So challenge yourself to learn something new. Uh, I learned about uh, Banneton baskets the other day when I was making sourdough bread. So there's a little word for you guys to Google. And uh, that that was a game changer in my little sourdough bread experiment. I'll tell you what I'm having fun right now. But I think this is why we see it's so often that we see headlines of politicians. I mean, obviously, Marjorie Taylor Greene, sadly, is the latest example. But when we our lives are out of alignment and when they're kind of out of whack, you guys don't take on more stuff. Don't take on more things. Uh, somebody asked me the other day to give them uh, my reading list for the fall. So I'm going to do that. But I, before I do that, I was thinking, you know, we're talking about God's priorities. And Matthew six thirty three and 34 comes to mind. Many of you are familiar with this verse, right? Seek first his kingdom. This is God's priority. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. In other words, Lord, what do you, what does my life look like in light of who you are? What's my life supposed to look like in light of your word and your love for me and your love for my family? What does it look like? Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And then all these other things will be added to you. And then he went right on to say, listen, don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow is going to take care of itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Philippians 4, 6 to 7, Paul is saying to the church in Philippi, stop being anxious. Don't be anxious about anything. But instead, in every situation, by prayer and petition and with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And then he tells you what you get as a result. The peace of God which is supernatural peace, by the way, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Someone asked me the other day, in light of me spending the last 18 months running for Congress, what was my big, my biggest takeaway? And, and, and I told you, as I'm, I'm actually working on, on a project that I'm excited about, and I will be sharing that with you. But one of the big takeaways uh, for me, at least in the interim, is I know that I was doing what the Lord asked me to do because in the midst of this crazy busy season, which I look back on and just don't even know how I juggled like, you know, three full-time jobs, the homeschool resource center and all the things and added this run for Congress, our family flourished 
in those 18 months. It was difficult, yes, and it was tiring, yes, but our marriage is flourishing. Our children are doing well. We, we, we have this, this um, misconception that if God asks us to do something, that, that must mean that we're going to get exactly what we thought we were going to get or no, 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 no. But I think we don't always understand why God asks us to do things, but we have a barometer to check. Lord, am I doing what you want me to do? And if your marriage is falling apart, if your kids are falling apart, there's a pretty good chance that maybe, just maybe, uh, you're not doing what God has wanted you to do. And so keep God's priorities in line. He will let you know what really matters. I really quickly, in the last couple of minutes that I have left, I've had a lot of you asking me what I'm reading this fall in our home. Uh, we've got just two two kids left at home. I've got a senior in high school and our beautiful uh, little 11-year-old. And I'm reading a lamplighter book called The Basket of Flowers. I'm actually almost done with it. It's been a great story. If you guys want to weave family devotions into just a really good story, lamplighter books. Oh, my goodness. Uh, they're, they're worth their weight in gold. So we're reading, almost finished with The Basket of Flowers. And we're also reading a wonderful true story called The Cross and the Switchblade. If you have kids, so my actually my 11-year-old is loving this. So I would say if you've got kids who are anywhere 10 years of age or older, uh, this is a wonderful read aloud. And, he, you know, David Wilkerson, who the story is about, right, this young preacher who lives in uh, outside of Philadelphia, God calls him to New York after he hears about uh, the, the murder and a trial that these young, uh, these seven young gang members are a part of. And so God says, go to New York. He believes he hears from the Lord. He goes there and it doesn't work out at all like he wanted it to. He becomes a laughingstock. He's, he's almost arrested because he just, he doesn't understand the world in which he has just entered. And he makes a couple of tactical errors, but God uses him in an, in an amazing, remarkable way. And he learns to listen more carefully for the voice of the Lord. And it's just, it's a wonderful story. It's a redemption story. It's, it'll have your kids on the edge of their seat, The Cross and the Switchblade by David Wilkerson. When you're done with the book, uh, watch the movie, not the other way around. Read the book first and then maybe uh, make a movie night out of it with your kids. Uh, you guys, that's all I have time for today. I hope you're encouraged to be content with where God has you. We don't get a do-over with this parenting thing. We don't get a do-over with marriage. We get one shot at it, you guys. Love your people. Love them well. Love the people around you. Because all this stuff, as I'm watching even in my own life right now, it all comes to an end. Only what we do for Christ will last. So love what God loves, and he will show you exactly how to do that in your own life. I hope you guys have a fantastic day, and I will see you back here again tomorrow at the intersection of faith 